And we're back. Hey. What's up? What's up? What's, what's up, up, y'all? New year, new beginnings. New year, new me. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Under construction. Step, stepping into 2020. Yep. We're, we're 12 days into the new year. And, uh, I just stood down my Christmas tree, y'all. Mine's still up. I just, <laughs> mine's still up. I just don't feel like climbing in the attic. And taking um, that crap back up there. The attic or the cellar for some of you guys. Where the Carolina Panthers dwelt most of last <laughs> season. The but things, I like that transition. That was, that was a good cool. one. Yeah. The segue. I like the segue. Yes. Things are changing. Things are changing. We'll get to that in a minute. This is under construction. <clears throat> I'm Kaiser to the right of me. Angry Black fan Jamal Darby to the left of me. Rodney Richie Rich. Richardson, and we're going to bring you all that is important in Charlotte sports uh, today. So, uh, big news, of course. I know you you guys, unless you've been under a rock um, or a Patriots fan, because they don't follow football uh, after last week. Uh, The Carolina Panthers (laughs) hired a new head coach. Yeah. Baylor coach Matt Rule. Rule 2020. Who is that? What he? We didn't talk about him last Ooh, week. Matt, who? I did. I, I look. That was my first choice. That was my first choice. I had a feeling. Vashti was like, no, it's going to be B enemy. And he was like, yeah, it's going to be B enemy. I didn't say that. You stop that right now. <laughs> so that. Uh, that, that was an unexpected hire. I think nobody was really expecting that. Even even those of us that thought he might, uh, you know, go that route. I think a lot of people weren't expecting a college coach. I think a lot of people were expecting a promotion of an offensive coordinator mm-hmm. to head coach position right. rather than, uh, and as we spoke about last week, I, I thought I thought McCarthy was a done deal, man. I, I really did. Well, I, I didn't know about that because after two interviews and you didn't hire him after a week, that was kind of cloudy on. I way. think I think well, you know, teams know what other teams are doing, and yeah, I think yeah, once, once the Dallas Cowboys came in and <coughs> you know, they had a sleepover, uh, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. hard. It's yeah. hard not to want to coach the Dallas Cowboys, especially when you get grits and eggs in the morning. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the limited massage. That's right. You know what? So, uh, so Matt Rule coached Baylor for four seasons. Four. Um, three, o- three, three seasons. Took over uh, a failing program. Took them from one and twelve to eleven and three. Eleven and three this this past year in yeah. a bowl game. Built a, a successful program. He, he he really did. He only had eight four star recruits in the program. Yeah, I, so also he's he's known as being a you know elite tier with the X's and O's, mm-hmm. um, a people coach. Yeah. He, he's almost all the things that we said the next coach of the Panthers needs to be. He is it guy. seems like he's that guy. He that. Uh, I think the only concern here is can the, he coach grown men? Yes, the the jump from college to NFL, like we spoke about last week, and it's, has been. Tough for a lot of coaches. Pete Carroll and Jim Harbaugh, the only real recent success stories. Your thoughts, gentlemen. Take it away. I am ecstatic about this hire. Uh, really? I'm very ecstatic. Wait, did that change? Uh, a little bit. Okay. But same. Just 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 going through and listening to interviews and how everybody's speaking glowingly of him, it it, it, it gives validation to to the interaction Tepper and, and Herney had with him. Mm-hmm. Uh to me, he seems like a down to earth uh, guy. Uh, he he has a plan, and he knows what he wants to do. And he's also willing to sit back and ask questions and learn. And, and, and jumping from the college to the program, that's one of the biggest things you you have to you have to have is the ability to admit that you're wrong and learn. Yeah. Because it's just, this is a big learning curve. And then Tepper gave him a vote of confidence by giving him that seven year contract. 
That's a long, long time. Yes. With some long money. Boy. It was funny it because made some I, people I, mad too. I saw an article and it was like the words Matt Rule's wife said to convince him to take the job. No, she said she said kids, grab your coats. We moving to Charlotte. <laughs> when he saw all them zero. Oh, you taking this job. <laughs> We're going to Charlotte. Yeah. I mean, and, and then he has Carolina ties. He's with Western Carolina. Uh People even on our under construction page who who is inter, who's, who have interacted with him at Western Carolina yeah. speak glowingly of him. That was over a decade ago. Recruited in CMS schools. He sure did. Yeah, he was yeah. driving to West Charlotte and Van. Came to the dub. You he, get my respect off the cop. The he, he was ducking bullets and everything. <laughs> Why I gotta be like that, man? <laughs> what do you think, Jamal? Fellas, it is Sunday. I need everybody to open their Bibles to rule. 2020, the doors of the church are now open. When I saw Matt Rule's press conference, I felt like I was in the I was in I was in the pew. I was I was I was I was hearing this great message of what can happen when you build every day, every day of your life. You got to do the right thing, Rodney. You got to do the right thing, Kaiser. You got to do the right thing, audience. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Woo! Rule 2020 is here. I was super impressed with that press conference, man. I was about to start shouting up in here. Man. Y'all, what y'all know about that? <laughs> the doors of the church are now open, man. But in all seriousness, man, I like the fact. So, Tepper and Herney traveled to uh, Matt Rue's house. And, you know, they, they were speaking about how the interview was going. And in the middle of the interview, they said, you know what? Marty Herney, Marty Herney goes into recruiting mode. Mm -hmm. His mind was made up within an hour <laughs> of right, that interview. Yeah. So when I hear that, and and I and I said this, and I said this off camera to y'all last week, man. He must have really, really liked Matt Rule. And if yeah. you hear Matt Rule talk, you can understand Damn why. why. Right. <laughs> um, what I what I like most about Matt Rule is he 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 preaches doing things the right way. Mm -hmm. Like even he even broke it down to a daily routine. He said everything you got to do it has to be built towards the greater goal. Um, he mentioned that he he's, he got a chance to talk to the players. Man, he loves the players. He understands the history of the Carolina Panthers. He knows what we have here. He knows how bad this region, this fan base is starving for a championship. And 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 I just believe him, Tepper, and Herney had some instant chemistry. And I cannot understate how important that is because we've seen with this other franchise across town. We don't know if the GM and the owner and everybody else had that same chemistry. Right. And to start here, it seems like it is off to a great start in terms of what they ultimately want, and more importantly, how to get there. Brother Kaiser, how do you feel about the hire of him? Um, the only thing that concerns me is the jump from college to the NFL. Now, to be fair, um, it's not like he's completely oblivious to NFL. He was an assistant coach for the Giants uh, some that years years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what unit did he coach? Offensive line. Offensive line. I oh, think my. I think that was probably Man. probably a factor. Yeah. When they're looking at his resume. What is our biggest weakness? Offensive line. You bring in a guy who was an offensive line coach for a team that won a Super Bowl. I think that was probably a 
a big thing. So I'm he gonna, he knows he knows how the NFL works. Um, it's just how long is it going to take him to make that transition right. uh, from being a college coach to having to coach uh, essentially kids, teenagers. So, I'm 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 interested to see what veteran presence coaching why he, he coaching why he brings in. Uh, I know he has a relationship with Tom Coughlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, formerly of the, of the of the Giants with the Giants, and uh, I, I just kind of want. Well, since you guys are Ron Rivera lovers, uh, <laughs> what Ron Rivera said, just didn't hate him like you did, man. Ron Rivera said that one of his biggest regrets was not bringing in a veteran presence mm-hmm. to, to help him transition to being a head coach. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I I honestly hope that 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 rule brings in that veteran presence just, just to kind of smoothen the transition. Well, he has the time. Let me tell you something, man. So, last night to a friend I said and and I, you know, I I have the same concern as far as like leading grown professionals. And I said, is he going to have a hard time leading professionals who make more money than him? And I thought about it, I was like, well, Ain't too many players making more, more money, money than him. <laughs> you got like 3. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, other than Luke Cam and maybe somebody else. He, he doesn't have that to worry about. So, um, I'm also, uh, I'm looking at his uh, coaching staff hires, and some of them are hit or miss. There, there's there's a rumor he's been linked to Joe Brady. Right. LSU's Joe Brady as an offense coordinator. Mm-hmm. Joe Brady just signed that uh, extension with LSU. He did, but uh, I guess there's a clause in the contract right. that says that he could leave for the NFL. Yeah. Which, if you a college Coach, you'd be dumb not, not to, to not, right. yeah, not to, not to do and that. And plus, the push came to shove. They ain't like Tepper wouldn't buy it out. So, oh no, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. So, so, uh, so there's Big that. I, yeah. I think, I think that's a would be a good uh, hire. It's just college is so different, different. from the yeah. from the NFL uh, I mean, on every do, level. Do you think it'd be a smoother transitions uh, to transition to the NFL because? More of the offenses now. No, the offenses nowadays are more kind of spread. Yeah, I, I think RPOs I, and all this Tepper's stuff. Tepper's not stupid. He's got analytics people, and they're looking and they're seeing stuff no like doubt. that. They're seeing no the doubt. rise of the RPO right. and right. college style offenses in the NFL, which which is ironic because I know where you're going with this. You know where I'm going. Yep. 2011. Thank who was you. running college style offenses in the league? Yeah, exactly. The Carolina and look, Panthers. Look, and, people, <laughs> and we got criticized from Robert, here yes. to the end of time doing it We too, was man. doing triple options, uh, <laughs> right. you know, uh, five wide QB draws, right. all kinds of college stuff and then we got away from it and now look where we're at. So I think. Well, speaking of our quarterback, they seem pretty non-committal yeah. on the future of Cam Newton. Yeah. I mean, I don't think. I mean, I, does the does, does a seven year contract signal to you that we're going to go in kind of a, a semi rebuild mode? No, not yet. And I, I'll tell you why. Now they were non committal to Cam Newton. However, um, rules did speak glowingly about Cam Newton when he was asked about Cam Newton as well. He said Cam is a winner. You get what I'm saying? But and again, we don't mean to sound like a broken record. But it is all contingent on how healthy Cam, Cam Newton, Newton is, and right. I think that's the main reason why you can't so be non-committal on Cam Newton. You, I mean, you can't. It would be remiss to do so considering his health. I'm talking about being as far as being a new coach, coach, yeah. right? Right. You know, right. you're you're wanting to run the team your way in conjunction with how your GM builds it and how your owner, the identity your owner wants for your team. Cam Newton may not fit what you're trying to do, so you can't. It would yeah. be worse if he said, you know what, Cam Newton's our guy, and then he's not your guy. Yeah, because then everyone, everyone would be like, you said Cam Newton was your guy. Yeah, so, we, we, we've seen that before. So. Exactly. <laughs> so I think he was just, you know, 
you know, he he uh, he can't be committal uh, committed to to anyone in in that capacity. Having right. said that, I really think that Cam Newton's gonna be the guy. Yeah. We've talked about this before. Uh, Cam Newton right now is kind of cheap for a starting NFL quarterback. Nineteen million dollars. I yeah. mean, okay, so we cut it's Cam. Cheap. I mean, what do we do with nineteen million dollars? Go get an offensive line. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, we could do that, and then but then, you have, then have what Will Greer. Then you have Will Greer turn the ball Will over. Yeah, so, yeah, so. Uh, so you know, if Cam balls out next year, you franchise tag him. You give him one more year to ball out, and then you determine what See, you want to do with if, him. If I'm Cam, I'm kind of. But he don't have a choice. I, I want some assurances, though, man. Cam, if if if, if I'm going out there, is that fair? Him, I, with his foot, is that really fair? If, if there's another franchise out there willing to give me two years of guaranteed money. Well, good point. I, I, I think I want to roll the dice on that. He doesn't have a choice, though. Cam's still on a contract for he one more year. And, it, year, and yeah. if they franchise tag him, he can't he can't refuse the, the let tag. See, let me so. see. If, if I'm Cam, I'm thinking, okay, if I ball out for seven games of the year and my foot gives out again or my, my shoulder gives out again, I'm, I'm SOL for next year. I have no guarantees for next year. Well then, he better make sure that he's good to go. Life ain't fair. Yeah, it's a. What do they always say? What the first thing wrong with Vera said when he got fired? It's a business. It's a business. Every player says that they know that it's a business. We love Cam, and we hope that he gets back to even being ninety percent right. of what he was three years ago. But the reality is that he may not ever. Get and and if one. he doesn't, then the Panthers have to make the correct choice. All right, I got a question and. Some fans are upset at the fact that we it was perceived that we were not rules first choice. It seems like the New York Giants were the first choice. And for what I've been reading, it appears like rules like, all right, you sure? Because, hey, I got I got about 11 million a year. <laughs> right, you yeah. sure? I'm going if you can't match this. I'm, I'm going. And ultimately, and the they Giants said no. The Giants couldn't match it. So what, how do we feel about that? That's. It's, right. it's New York City. It's New York City. It's the New York Giants. New York market. I think about how as as bad as the Panthers were, the Giants were worse. Yeah. Who got more press this year? The Giants. The Giants. Who's the more talented team? Carolina yeah. Panthers. Right, but right. who got more? I mean, it's it's just the it's guys, New York, I mean, just think about if if you college and coach and you're going to the NFL head coach, which is right. the pinnacle. Right. Of course, you want to make it. You don't want to be behind the scenes. You don't want to be. You want to be out there. You want to be in the yes, especially got, somebody like Matt Rule. It, yes, I mean, exactly. Yeah, what is what is what I, what I can tell from his personality? He loves being in front of the camera. So yeah. plus, I mean, the, the Giants haven't been good in a long time, but they're a story franchise. They won Super franchise. Bowls. Right. Uh, you know, rabid fan base. It, they play in the NFC East, so that's easy wins, right? <laughs> so, uh, so you know. I, I could see you can be on NBC every week, right? Yeah, so I can see why <laughs> a coach, you know, given the choice, all things equal, most coaches are going to choose the New York Giants. So I would, hey, I, yeah, I, hey, I, 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 I love Charlotte, but hey, <laughs> hey, hey, man, I'm New York City marketing all speak speak volumes. Hey, they got to get their money up, man. They do yeah, man. because. Uh, eleven sixty-seven million in Charlotte goes real far compared way, way to way further than New York, buddy. <laughs> yes, sir. Charlotte, you make fifty thousand dollars. I'm straight. You are. You're like you're in poverty. <laughs> yes, sir. 
Also, um, there's a report that Matt Rule wants to bring some of Baylor's coaches with him. How do you guys feel about college assistant coaches making the jump to the NFL? Now, also, the, there is another rumor that ties him to former uh, Carolina Panthers linebacker Chase Blackburn for special teams coach. I like that. I think that's a good move. I like that. I like that. I'm indifferent. No, Chase is Chase has close ties. It is, and he was really good on special teams. And he was really good yeah. on special teams, man. And I, 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 I Michael Jordan was a really good player too. This guy. So anyway, <laughs> Michael Jordan ain't never coach. He, ain't never, he shouldn't coach. <laughs> he shouldn't coach. But He's no, a good I like it. Talent, I like it. <clears throat> Any, anyway. <laughs> so I'm I'm okay with Chase Blackburn. Rodney Bayless. Um, I the. The idea of college assistants kind of scares me. That scares me, especially. But it's a seven-year deal. Though, they're talking man. about defensive coordinator <laughs> Phil Snow and linebackers coach Mike Sarevo. Uh, Mike Sarevo had actually coached or worked with Luke Keekley at Boston College, I so I, I could see that move. But uh, college defensive coordinator, college mm. offenses are one thing, but defense, man, especially considering where we were last year defensively. Um. I'm, I have something that's going to make us feel better. Can they do any worse? I, I, I mean, let's let's be let's be honest, y'all. Uh, no. I mean, <laughs> I mean we, we look look. We obviously need something different. Yeah. Now, not to sound like not not to be Captain Obvious, I'm. I'm obviously not worried about a fall off defensively for next year. Right. I, I mean, <laughs> come on, man. It, it appears. Well, it's not that it could be worse, but the problem with the defense was that the pieces are there. Right. They were just used wrong last year. The yeah. the, the three four defense was a disaster. Well, it makes we, you feel better. Rule said he, he prefers the four three. So. Yeah. Yeah. Four three is what we're used to. I, they the team tried to scramble to get the right personnel yeah. to run a three four, and it just didn't work. Yeah. So I think you go back to a four three. Uh. The personnel's there, but you, you just need someone who can tie it all together. Right? True. I'm not sure a college guy can do that. Question for you. What do we do with Brian Burns? He was drafted specifically for the 4-3-4. The D- does he fit the 4-3 system? Outside linebacker. Um, I, I don't think there's a choice. You got to – you could – he would be situational. You put him in 4-3 base <laughs> sets. Like, you couldn't use him in nickel. That's a high draft pick to put somebody Actually, in situational. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm here, 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 outside linebacker to shore up runs, outside run, C gap, maybe contain green dog, spy, blitzes against the QB, stuff like That's that. Now, yeah, those yeah. kind of packages. Mm-hmm. And then on obvious passing downs, you just stick them at the end. True. You just stick him at the end in a nickel which package. He, I mean, which he's very he effective doing. Yeah. He, right, right, right. he could bulk up a little, but he's still fast. I think in obvious passing downs, you put him on the end, and sure. then you make the offensive tackle just just beat him straight up. Right. So basically, so you're telling me last year we invested a first and a fourth round pick <laughs> on guys who specifically were four to three four. Well, I and mean, now we're going back to the four three. We thought it would work. So so it, so, so we got two super. <laughs> Who's to say everybody's going to be there next year? So I think Brian Burns is good enough to where you can play him at the end in outside oh, linebacker man. in a hybrid role. He's just not going to be uh, – you know, it's not going to be like he was in college. Right. So, right, right, uh, right, right. But, I mean, he's a talent. He's, he's a talented. He's talented. Yeah, we, we've seen what he can do. If, if he can bulk up a little and sh- – 
learn some more pass rush moves. Right. He only had like one move really. And when they figured that one yeah, once teams all juke. Yeah. Once teams saw the film and figured that out, right. we saw yeah, his effectiveness was limited right. at the end of the season. So he yeah. can be he can be coached. I, I'm with it, man. I, I, I'm with it, I, and I, I think you know, rulers is way more qualified than we ought to figure that out, man. And, and and not to mention, hey, who's to say he won't be replacing Mario Addison at the end next year? That's also right, a possibility. Yeah. So yeah, plus, uh, go. you know, we got Bruce Irvin. We got Bruce Irvin, who I think is Future. a real good. Well, I mean, he could. I, I don't know what his relationship is with. The young guys on right. the team, but just from the way Vashti was talking last week, I get the idea that he's the locker room goon that we need. Yes, he's, he's a, yeah. yeah Some that's gonna rub off on guys like Brian Burns. Yeah, so. yeah that's the guy you keep around. <clears throat> Too bad we didn't rub off on Vernon Butler. Yeah, so <laughs> what well, the goon part did just, <laughs> yeah, translate just to not it. the good <laughs> play, <laughs> not the rest. <laughs> but the Gucci can't even rub off on Vernon Butler either. Oh boy, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk bad about the Gucci King. All right. Fans are like, who the hell is the Gucci King? (laughs) You guys figure it out. It's out there. (laughs) Matt Rule will be the sixth highest paid coach in the NFL. Deserving. We don't know. Too early to tell. Too early to tell. I know one thing. The owners are pissed right now. I I did read that the owners were kind of upset about. They, They upped the market. Yeah. Hey, Temple trying to change the game, baby. Hey, you know what look, I'm saying? Hey, look, look you, hey, you adapt or you go. What yeah. I mean? Imagine being a, bit, a billionaire and being upset that you can't penny pinch coaches anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's, well, just, that's just crazy to me. It's maybe, crazy times. 2020 is wild. Crazy, man. crazy, crazy times. Maybe Colin Kaepernick could be here next year. Uh, well, uh, don't hold your breath. Mm. <laughs> All right, we, hold we, your breath. If we All really right, want to change, We're going to take a, a quick break. Uh, Word from our sponsor, Anchor.fm. We'll be right back with uh, Charlotte Hornets Talk. And we're back. Back to under construction. We've got Jamal, Rodney, and Kaiser. And we're going to talk about the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, man. man. Can somebody The please. previously undefeated. Yeah, we were undefeated. We were undefeated in, for in, a year. In, in, the, in this decade. That was, those no longer. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets, two and three in their past five uh Two and nine in their past 11. Ouch. The only two wins coming against Cleveland by three points uh, at Cleveland and then uh, winning a really good overtime game against the Mavericks. That was a good win. Yeah, that was, was a good, good win, win on the fourth. Uh, since then, they lost to the Pacers 115-104. Lost a, a heartbreaker of a game against the Raptors 112-110 in overtime. I don't even want to think about that game. And then um, the Utah Jazz flexed their muscle on us, 109-92. The score makes it look closer than it, than it was. So uh, that Utah game was the beginning of a four-game road trip. Their next three games are on the road at Phoenix, at Portland, at Denver. And then they come back home on the 20th to play the Orlando Magic. Oh, boy. Welcome to January. Yeah. One and four. Welcome to January. Uh... We could beat Phoenix. <laughs> We're not going to beat Orlando either. We might beat Orlando. I go one and three. Also, when Portland beats us, <laughs> if any of you Carmelo Anthony fans come in the Hornets group, I will delete 
your post <laughs> immediately. We should have signed Carmelo. We should have signed Carmelo Anthony, man. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Carmelo didn't want to be here. I'm pretty sure we don't want another A seed. Yeah, well, and and then you know everyone's like, we need to get away from you know uh, one player making all the plays. Depending on you know how we have to depend on Rogier Grant. Like, what do you think would happen if Carmelo Anthony was here? Oh, he getting the ball. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> yeah. R- Rogier won't I, see the ball. Yeah, again I wonder if, if y'all, if y'all, if y'all are actually watching those games in Portland. But Melo's balling out, but he, hey, man, he's, but he's they're still not winning, Yeah, I don't even. Hello. Get it. Portland isn't winning. So, um, I, yeah, I think we could get Phoenix. Orlando is here's a, Orlando's really just as bad as we are, but they are leading the division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Orlando, I mean, that's like leading the NFC East. Yeah, well, no, Miami is leading. Well, I'm sorry, well, yeah, that's right. Uh, Miami uh, is leading the division. Miami, yeah, but uh, Orlando is second in the division. Every other team in our division has a losing record. So I want to talk about the Pacers game first. Um, look. I, I know fans don't want to hear about moral victories and, and good losses and all this stuff, but we got to consider what we are when we lose games. Am I am I off when I say that? Do y'all agree? No, no you're absolutely, not off. Yeah. You're not off, but people's opinion of this team is off. Which is odd because before the season started. And we were the worst team in the league every, in, yeah. before the season, right? Everyone agreed from we, the fans. We were, we were not going to win 10 games no, before yeah, the season started. Exactly. You know so, what I'm saying? So we should go back and pull up all that. that we idea. should dig up that well, dirt. Yeah, well, I do actually, but <laughs> um, <laughs> but but the Pacers game, man. I just don't think the Pacers game was a bad loss. I I, I feel like our our deficiency showed up in the term in, in the in, in meaning, you know, we we don't know how to close out teams when we have them, and then we lose leads, and then we forget how to play defense. Right. It's basically, what happened in the Pacers game? T.J. Warren looked like he 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 looked like Kevin Durant. That night, man, it, and and this is what happens when you have a team who has a professional score. It's usually the, a, a great recipe to defeat the Charlotte Hornets. It, for some reason, when we face a team and, we, and they have a guy they can just give the ball to, and they know we're not going to stop them, voila, this is what happens. The problem is we don't have that big wing, right? That big wing, we we, we always get beat by like a Tobias Harris, yeah, or TJ Warren, TJ Warren, yep. Back in the day, uh, even a Jimmy Butler, yeah, we don't have that big wing to stop them. Yeah, we do. Well, we do. He doesn't play. Well, yeah. no, actually, I think LeBron gave him sixty. I think PJ Washington can be that guy. Steve Clifford gave he gave Here, Steve Clifford sixty. I think I'm about to make an outlandish take. I think PJ Washington's the best player on the team. Whoa. We, we, we just don't know it yet Whoa. because he's a rookie. Whoa. I, have y'all seen him play? <laughs> yeah. Look, yeah. I, you're not off. I'm, yeah. This is, wow. That dude, he looks, everything looks so effortless, yeah. which which is, go watch a really, really good, and I'm not saying he's going to be as good as like Kevin Durant, but watch, watch Kevin Durant play. Everything's so easy to Kevin Durant. That's how it look, feels watching PJ, PJ, PJ Washington. PJ, to me, is a more athletic Paul Millsap. A I can smart do. player. Okay, I can see that. A yeah. multi-time All-Star, smart player. Like, I, like, like. I, I just think if, 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 to be honest with you, if he's your best player, the the ceiling of the team ain't that. No, but, but, no, 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 no. I, but I, I, that, I mean, as far as a, a right standpoint now, of, but the biggest issue with PJ Washington, he just doesn't take enough shots. Good point. Because I wanted to bring something up, man. Throughout this whole season, I've been wondering why they don't run plays 
enough plays for P.J. Washington? And I already know the answer to this question because Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham are taking all the shots. Right. Well, I'm not saying that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just it is what it is. You notice when James Barranco, we win more when P.J. Washington scores, scores more. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, I don't have hardcore stats in front of me, but we watch enough games to know this. I don't know why James Barranco doesn't run more post-ups for P.J., don't know why he doesn't run more pick and pops for PJ. You get what well, I'm saying? Well, you know, I I think um, honestly, I think a lot of that is is in PJ's PJ, hands. Yeah, yeah. I, he's a rookie. He's trying to acquiesce. He's to still trying events. to right. He's still trying to figure out his role and his place in the NBA. Yeah, I agree with that. But give that dude another two three years when he realizes, you know what, I am the best yeah. player. On the I team. wish he had. I wish he had Malik Monk's confidence. Right. <laughs> Perfect way to put it. Yeah, I mean, or Rozier's confidence, or Rozier's, or Rozier's confidence, confidence. Or, or or balling. By the way, by like, the way, yeah, I'm gonna bring up an interesting stat. Devontae Graham has not been the leading scorer for the Hornets in a month. But Rozier eight times in the last month has been the leading scorer. But, but the last five games, hey, let's be 30, fair. 29, 28, 27, 23 points. And, we, and look, we got to say it, but we're not winning. It, we're it, not winning. It, it, I, we, it, there's this weird correlation of when Devontae Graham was really hot. I'm not saying we're we were really hot, but we were winning more than what we are now. That's true. It, it is true. And look, you look at the – what was the game we actually won last week? What was the the, 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 Dallas. Maver- the Dallas game? You know, they both had good games, and yeah. look at the results. We need Devontae to get back to that form if he does. I did not know Devontae Graham is leading the league in minutes. I, I think that says that's not a, good. That's not not a good, good thing, it's man. Good I think right that now. says a lot. I but, think, you know, so a lot of people criticize JB for that. Um, what choices he have? That, exactly. <laughs> well, we Who else are you going to play? We, we don't have another – Another point guard, a true point guard. And I've been saying since the beginning of the season, we need a third point guard. I've been saying it since the summer. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't. I think the I remember the idea was that Graham was a backup. He was going to back up Terry Rozier. Back up Terry Rozier, and, and then and things changed. Things changed. Dwayne Bacon <laughs> got injured. Graham comes in. We're like, wow, this kid's really good. And so now it leaves us. Yes, well, we need a third uh, backup point guard. Sorry, y'all. Malik Monk's not that guy. Um, I think his role for the team is elsewhere, Look, but listen, we don't. Malik, I would trade him. Malik Monk and point guard don't ever need to be mentioned in the same. Yeah, a lot of people. For, a lot of people. For, all you guys that are like Malik Monk gets inconsistent minutes. Y'all remember his rookie season where he had to back oh up Kemba gosh. at the one. It was disastrous. We were we were like begging Michael Carter Williams to get healthy. How desperate was that? <laughs> yeah. Lord have mercy. So, you want Michael Carter Williams to come back? That's just not Woo. the role for Monk on, on this team. So we need honestly. Oh man, I'm about to get crucified for this. Nick Batum can run the point back up. <laughs> oh God, God help us all. God help and us. Thank you for watching. On the thank control. you for watching. The show's over. Thank you. Hey, for watching, but guys. hold on, hold on, hold on. Hear me out here, dude. Am dude. I com- am I am I completely wrong in that? I mean, I, I, can I, can he not run the point? No, I, I would just rather trade for a point guard at this point. No, no, I, I would too, but. No one, no one's gonna take Nick Batum off our hands. We gotta get no, that. We just, we just gotta we gotta stuck. get that fantasy out of our we're, minds. We're stuck with him, but we're stuck with him. He makes a ton I, of money. Look, I'll, I'll look, man. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of, I'll be with you on this a little bit. And here's what I look. He is, he, he is a good organizer. He is somebody who can be the organizer as far as running the offense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want him bringing the ball up every or making possession. The, or making those important but, decisions. But if, you, if, he want, if he's the focal point 
of the beginning of an early offense, that's cool. I mean, I, it, I, it's almost what other choice do we have? Well, unless mm-hmm. we go out and get that third point guard. I, but I, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen this season. We don't, we don't. The only assets <coughs> that we have, the teams want, expiring are contracts. expiring contracts. Marvin and Yambo, which MKG. is generally not going to get luck. us. That's not going to get us what we need, that third point guard. We're going to have to pick someone up in the draft or a career backup and free agency next year. See, let me ask you a question. So we're, we're right now we're in a, in a quagmire, so to say. So going forward, we have two point guards starting our backcourt. Both of them are about 25 years old. Who do we keep long term? I'm gonna throw. Look, I, I'm I'm even gonna complicate things even more, cause I saw something this week and I want to share with y'all. That damn Lamelo Ball is good, man. He's good, man. I, I'm not I'm okay. Not so that. when I say good, I mean, I, people have said for years he was the best of the Ball, Ball brothers, brothers yeah. and he was gonna be better than than Lonzo. He's especially. about six seven too. Um, I think you just kind of let the chips fall where they may. You see Ro- what Rozier has a bigger contract. That's all I'm saying. You say. see what, but you got to resign Devontae. What does he want? Good question. Look, man. All it's, I'm it's, saying it's is complicated, this. man. Okay, so yeah, like I said, you got to. This is not something you, you you think about right now. You got to look, but you got to for- see, look, look, see if, where if, the if, chips fall where they may. If if, if, if you're Mitch. You got a plan that the chip falls here. We're gonna do the chips fall here. What are we gonna do? I totally agree with that. You have to forecast because because that has been a valid criticism of this franchise who has lacked foresight. Let's be let's be very clear about that. So it look, it's a job I wouldn't want. (laughs) Uh, It's just and to be honest. So okay, so the only the this is the only problem I'm using air quotes for those listening with Terry Rozier is that he plays a two, but. We brought him here to be a one, right? And and, and how long do you want to do this? And he's and thing? he's more of a natural one, I guess. He was a you know a backup point guard at Boston. So um, to me, to me, he's a six man. To me, I can see I him being. Uh, I can be. I can see him being a six man on, on a good team. Devontae? Yeah, no, no. Rozier. Rozier. Look at the numbers he's putting up, though, man. I don't, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, man. I can't. I I, I, don't, I, don't I can't know agree. I mean, I mean. I mean but is he a natural point guard? I, I I just don't see it. I don't think I think that's overstated. He, 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 I, think, I, 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 I don't think he can create really well off the bounce. I, I think being he's a good quote, shooter. I think the quote unquote natural point guard thing is a little overstated. Because in today's NBA, in today's is, NBA, because yeah. you look at what Kimba Walker's doing, he's only averaging like five assists a game, and they're True. you know I mean they don't have any problem with Kimba not quote unquote being the real. True because you got Gordon Hayward. To, you get, to that's my point. If yeah. you have the other pieces around, you don't necessarily need. We don't the, have those other pieces, and we yet. but and we don't. So I mean, and, and that, that's and that, tough because well, at the beginning of the season, at least the first maybe fifteen games, it was clear Devontae Graham was probably our best player. Especially he was. Yeah. We thought he's better than Terry Rozier. Now I'm not so sure about that, and I know that. Things have changed. Teams are running Graham off the, the three-point line. They're, they're getting after Devontae Graham. Yeah. They're getting the ball out of his hands. Right. And he's giving Rozier more opportunities. So and he's capitalizing. But all of that matters. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Right now. Who you taking? Two guys, Rozier. same age. Rozier. I'm taking Terry Rozier. Taking right Rozier. right now. Right that, now might, <clears throat> that might change next week. You, no, today I'm taking Terry Rozier. Yeah. No, no, no. So, yeah. This is why this is such a tough decision for Mitch because it changes the, the 
the roster is going to fluctuate so much. Right. And um, that's why I think that the Hornets need to stay put at the trade deadline. I think they will stay put at the trade deadline. It makes no sense to make a deal right now. No, it yeah, doesn't. And, and, and I have all this cap money coming. And we need a big man. Are we really trying to win? <laughs> like, right, yeah, I thought we but I, Not I, only that, but at what cost, man? Like, if there's some dude in the G League that's 7 2 and he's blocking all these shots and getting rebounds he's tw- and he's 21 years old, yeah, give him a try. But don't go out and trade assets just to get a big man no, back, man. I, yeah, I. Hornets need to stay put. I think they're gonna stay put. I think they're gonna stay put. Um, We're ready to take our medicine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I We're like ready that. Ready to take our medicine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, look quickly, y'all. I we have got to talk about this Toronto Raptors game, and, and oh, it, here's the, why <sighs> I want to talk about this Toronto Raptors game. I can handle losing to a better team. I can handle that. I know where we are. I know what team we are. I cannot handle the referees handing these other teams critical calls. I'm look, man. So we made our mistakes. Let me be very clear. Let me be very clear about that because I don't want to go into total homer mode. I'm really trying not to. But 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 gosh darn it, you can't look at Serge Ibaka the wrong way without it being a foul, man. I'm 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 over it, dude. I'm over it. So <clears throat> I don't like to complain about refs because like you said I I, I feel like that's homerism and you could make a case about any call any ref but it was bad man but that was the Serge Ibaka call was very very you let that go man you let that go I don't even know what because they let it go what what game was that where uh, against Chicago Bulls where Devontae Graham got Tackle, right? They, they stole the ball. Go. They let that one go. Let that one go. But but Lord forbid Terry Rozier look at Serge Ibaka. Yeah, I I, I didn't understand that. I just felt so. I'm probably gonna get crucified for saying this too, but it's our show, so screw it. <laughs> NBA refs are on the take. I'm sorry. I, gotta be, I, feel, man. I feel like it's either incompetence or corruption. I feel like in the NFL, it's incompetence. The rules are very complex. It's very difficult. You, you, you got to monitor 22 yeah, guys at a it, time. It's too many judgment so just, calls yeah. in the NFL. Right. The, the, NBA? the NBA doesn't really have it. it they have try and follow the letter of the law when it comes to these calls. And I'm just sorry that we had a ref. Why we all forget that a decade Tim ago, Tim Donkey came out and said, Hey, man, yeah, the, the games are fixed. Refs are on the take. The NBA did their own investigation, of course, and then found that 50% of referees were betting on NBA games. Come on, man. that's it. Games that supposedly they weren't refereeing, but betting on games all the same. But your friends with other refs. Yes, exactly. Hello? And the NBA came out and said, well, we don't want to keep referees from betting on Games, even right now, referees are allowed to do that. It's just it's so so given that and seeing what we what we see in the NBA every night, I can only conclude the NBA refs are corrupt. You guys remember when Lynn was here? Oh man! And there was a video montage montage of the fouls that that he took that he took that referees did not blow the whistle. And then, and, then, and then after, the, that's the best thing Lynn only fans did when they were here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to that guy? Yeah, I know. He was, uh, uh, was, was a lot of fun. Victor Chan, yeah, a lot yeah. of fun. But um, after that happened, we started getting more whistles in our favor because it was exposed. Look, 
We need to do one for Cody Cody Zeller. Somebody needs to do one for Cody, Cody Zeller. Zeller he gets the cap. I swear he gets just, just punched in the face secretly. Every single yeah. Listen, we, we know Cody's a little goofy, but at the same time, it's not him falling down all the time. It's him getting knocked not down that, yeah. most of the time. There was a I I think it was the Toronto game. It might have been a Utah game. All the losses just blurred together. <laughs> but uh, where he was it, it caught a excuse me, a fairly open pass to the basket. And he went to lay it up and got just straight pushed in the back. And of course, missed the layup. And no, I mean, it was, it was obvious. It's like in, you know, in real time, it kind of looked like, man, Cody Zeller, sorry, man, he missed that layup. But if, when you look at it, I was like, yo, he, this, this cat got pushed in the back. You know what? Look, man, I, I, I have a, a bit of a, a hot take, and people are going to get on me for this. There's a small part of me that thinks, if Charlotte's fans were a little meaner, like if we were like, if refs was scared, if refs was scared, scared, yeah, if, if, if we were like Boston, <laughs> we're gonna get out of here tonight. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there's a small part of me that believes. Y'all saw what happened when Kimba got ejected. Yeah, fans was threw yeah. stuff. It's yeah. like yeah, yeah, it's like that. Yeah, bet you they didn't make that type of call again. By the way, real quick on that. That ref was in his feelings, and that's what's wrong with NBA. That's what's wrong with NBA. He You're only right. ejected Kimmel because he felt like he got showed up. Right, exactly. So, so it was it was Lamarcus Aldridge who did that to Kimball, right? Yeah. Didn't he do that to Kimball last year in Charlotte? He sure did. But and Kimball hurt his shoulder. And Kimball hurt his shoulder. Yeah, I remember that. That's probably how Kimball. Yeah, man, he must have took one of his women. Was <laughs> <laughs> kind of a mean pick, man. One more thing, guys. So so. Let's be quick about this Utah Jazz game because I don't want to. Uh, nah, it has it's something to talk about. Well, now I thought I was watching and one again. I was nah, like, oh, they yeah, came back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 again. <laughs> Skip to my Lou was out there. It was, but no, here's a, here's an interesting thing about the Utah Jazz game. So, <laughs> last five or six minutes, the game is essentially over. Willie Hernan Gomez comes in and scores oh, like Lord. 35 points in six minutes, <laughs> 12 boards. He just goes off the last six minutes. I want to say an interesting quote with y'all because you know it's coming. Uh, yeah. Y'all know it's coming, right? So James Borrego, after the game, he interviews. He said, and I've Ashley Somebody asked him something to the effect of, Beautiful you have three centers. How do you manage them all? James Borrego, and I quote, Willie is really making my job hard right now. How mm. much? How much do y'all read into that? Hmm. Hmm. That could be two things. And one more thing I want to just throw out there real quick: Bismack Biyombo's minutes are slowly decreasing because he can't catch the ball. I, how much do y'all read into got that? Got But the thing with Willie is, he can rebound the ball if he's hot. He can score. That mother doesn't play no defense. He plays in Timberland boots. Does it really defense. matter though on this team though? And I've kind of come to I mean, feel this way about Malik Monk. We're bought, we're just everyone's bad at defense on this e- team. Everybody's so, bad at defense. This, this team is this team is pretty terrible defensively. He can re- he can rebound and he's pretty good under the basket. And, and let's be let's be clear: the guys who can play defense don't play. Good point. <laughs> so, good point. Good point. I, I'm just I, not a fan of Willie. I, man. I took that comment to mean. That when a player has a good game in the NBA, you cannot 
dismiss just right, just right. dismiss it. Right. It was against prevent defense. It was it, the game was essentially over when he came in. Utah was up by over thirty. But it says a lot when a player stays prepared when he's not playing. Exactly, exactly. So that's like okay. You go in there and he's ready. He's ready. He goes because I've seen a lot of times where guys come in during garbage time and they're just doing whatever, chucking up threes or whatever, and MKG. just <laughs> just generally he didn't do that. He came in, he made some great shots. He he played hard. And he played well. So as a fan, you look at that and you're like, okay, how's he not playing more minutes? And Brego knows that. He knows the fans look and see that. So I think that's what, what he meant by that comment. I just can't dismiss or or he, he he's he's thinking like, hey. You're making it hard for me to play you because I don't see you putting in that effort when the the the, the playing time that is could be. Yep. I mean, you got to look at it two ways. Yeah. I, th- th- this is the biggest problem with the center position. Actually, the whole team. There's not a lot of separation between everybody, everyone at a given <laughs> position. Right. Is there really that much separation between Zeller, Willie, and Biombo? No. 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 There's so not. who do you play? So who do you play? It's Matchup base. That's why everyone, you know. Thank you. Yes. Now, I'm glad you brought that up. Y'all remember, remember what I said last week, Borrego likes to throw crap at the wall. Yeah. And sometimes it sticks. It's time to throw some crap at the wall. We're 2-9 and nine in the last 11 games. It is time to just start trying stuff. But he's going to get crucified by the fan base. I, who cares, for man? Doing, uh, same Nobody thing. has consistent minutes. Yeah, last season. Why can't we that. just be that team? I, I What's agree. wrong with that? No, I agree. I think. That's what we need to do. Which good good segue to the next topic. We going we should we try and go? We're only one game out of the eighth seed. Wow, which is just mind boggling. That's we're, seriously yeah. Um, right behind uh, Brooklyn, actually yeah. Orlando has a seventh seed right now. So the East is bad again. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the Hornets could right. possibly. And I said it on an earlier episode: the Hornets could make the playoffs with thirty two, thirty three wins. Should that be a goal? Or no. Should we purposely no. go in the other direction? Well, we don't, look, we don't purposely do nothing. Listen, you know what happens. There you go. Yeah, yeah I like um, that. Yeah. And I think what's going to happen is we're going to end up with like a top ten pick. But I mean, I to to, to personally try to tank sends the wrong message to these kids. Mm-hmm. If they want to go for it, let them go for it. Your natural talent is going to take you where you need to be at. Pretty right. much. There you go. I couldn't say yeah. it any better. No, I agree. And it, so I mean. Miles and all these guys, they have to learn. Like, don't 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 make that move to fully to to to, to push them and get them like a false sense of hope. And then next year, you totally get creamed. Right. So you win twenty games. Next if year. I think if you ask any of the players what they'd like to do, make playoffs. They're gonna say make the playoffs. Right. And also, I think another thing that fans miss out on the playoff experience is very valuable. Yes. If the yeah. Hornets are good enough to make the playoffs, then we probably don't need as much as people think we need. Right. Um, a top 10 pick, top five pick would be nice, of course. But if we're a playoff team already, then maybe there are other tweaks that we can make. Playoff experience is very, very – hell, look at Terry Rozier. Yeah. The playoff experience that he got when Kyrie Irving went down a few years ago, I think, you know, was very instrumental in the player that he's become today. Yeah. Um, but having said that, if you miss the playoffs and you get a top pick, then great. Then you get, you know – uh possibly one of the 10 best players in college uh, coming to your team. So uh, I, the, the, the draft is weak, by the way. So I'm, College basketball is so th- weak this year. That's why I'm not like – I'm not completely on the, 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 the tank, tank train. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. if there was a, you know, a Anthony Davis 
game you know, changer. Basically. Yeah, a yeah. generational talent. Yeah. Then hey, I'm all for it. We suck. Yeah. Let's just tank. But there's no one out there that I that you feel like it's going to change the fortunes of the franchise. I I I think Lamelo could be that dude. I, I really do, man. He's good, man. We'll see, man. We'll see. I really think he's pretty good, man. I like the dude from Georgia, too. Yeah. The guard from Georgia. Yeah. I think the Hornets are actually in the best position we've been in in a long time. Now, that I agree with. Yeah. Uh, if we make the playoffs, great. If we miss the playoffs, great. Worst uh, case scenario, $41 million off the books. But, yeah, summer. exactly. We have a ton of cap space. Um, we're going to have some players that everyone hates Gone, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, we still got Nick on the books for another year, but I think actually next season we could probably flip him, if we flip him. get him yeah. out of here with his expiring yeah. contract. So. Especially if we do better than what we project next year, like we in like the sixth seed and. Oh, this, this still gonna, we're still going to be projected as the worst team in the league. Cause just because. Because Michael Jordan's our owner. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, we don't have nobody. So, I was listening to a podcast the other day called. Uh, open floor and these two gentlemen gave three destinations in the NBA that they would not want to play in and one of the guys said Charlotte of course <laughs> of, of course of course he said uh, they don't have any fans to play in front of and only the only thing good down there is Bojangles and all this stuff that's the first part of that statement is not true Hornets fans at Fan, real fans are actually fairly passionate Very, about right. about the team. <clears throat> oh, granted, it's not like it was in 1988 where we led the league right. in attendance for right. a, a decade. Yeah, it's not the same. But we have we have fans here, and if you go to games, especially good close games, I oh, remember a, a Chicago game early in yeah, the season. No, man, that wow. place listen, was, what, what, listen. Yeah. Let, that's that is a that is a very big misconception about. The fans of Charlotte because when you get a good game, these fans, I we go. Me and yeah. Rodney go all the time. We can tell people fans get crazy when you get a good game. Oh, yeah. And for these two clowns who are doing this podcast, it's just a domino effect of national media always painting Absolutely. a picture of what Axel they think same Charlotte guys who the worst man. owner in the, the league. Uh, it's, you know, right, 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 right. it's, so. it's, it's, it's the same old crap, man. So I got a question for you guys. So you're a 22 year old black male. So, they were posing this I'm question. going to Atlanta. What are you talking about? <laughs> what, are, what, what are the three destinations you would not want to go to? And what are the three destinations you want to go to? Take out New York and L.A. But based on what, though? You get what I'm saying? J- 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 just based on, like, okay. Okay, so you you never travel the world. You never travel the except world. Except for college. I, I, I get perceptions? it. perceptions? Okay, I'm not going to Utah, Milwaukee. I was going to say. And Minnesota. And Minnesota. Having lived in Minnesota, I would go there. It's actually really nice in Minnesota. It's just really cold. Uh, That's enough for me. Salt Lake City, I'm not not going. Um, Portland. Ain't no black people there. Yeah, well, uh, Oklahoma City. I'm not going oh there. Oh my god. <laughs> Never mind. I changed my Minnesota yeah. Oklahoma City. I forgot one. And which is which is odd because they have they have a rabid, rabid fan base. Yeah, their fans are. You great. know, one of the reasons they got a team is but, because but their fans, but their fans uh, patience have not has not been tested yet. When it's that's fully true t- because they got a playoff team. Right. When, 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 when that fan base is fully tested, we'll see what we'll they see. really are. We'll see. Well, what they really I, are. I, I, I'll say this for them. And I know the, the, the context is different, but the re, one of the reasons Oklahoma City got the the Sonics 
was because of the fan support when the Hornets had to play there after Hurricane Katrina. So I still wouldn't want to. Yeah, I'm gonna say Oklahoma City, Salt Lake City, and but getting back to San these, Antonio, man, look, man, too. look, getting back to these two clowns. What was the meat of their argument? Basically, they don't have anybody to play in front of. Yeah, and, and the only just, thing just like is, the hopelessness and all the other stuff. That is just not. So we, we <laughs> talked about this a little bit off air, but I don't think the amenities of a city has much to do with why a player wants to go to a not particular these days, city. Right, yeah. not these days. They they, they want to go to a, a good winner. team. Players want yeah. good situations. Exactly. And, and, and the reality is that the Hornets situation is improving. It is contingent on whether they draft the right talent or not going forward. Let's be very clear about mm-hmm. that. But if we, in comparison to what it has been, this situation, we have a chance in the next two or three years to build a really good situation and foundation. We can't screw it up. No, so right. and, and, and so that's it's it's a, it's a little off base, man. And, and, and then these these are the same guys that shitted on the city of Charlotte the whole time the All Star game was saying, "Oh, we don't want to go there." Well, one good thing was we went to Durham to see the Duke play. And yeah, I, I, where is cast from? Have these two guys ever been to Charlotte? <laughs> one of them was from New York City, and one is from like DC. Or something. I don't I, that already tells me all hey, I, all I need to know we're, about, we're I, about their here. opinions on anything. We're good here. Let's so, uh, yeah. so yeah, I will say uh, real quick, uh, someone on Reddit actually did a really good statistical analysis of James Harden's numbers. When he goes to a city <laughs> where there are strippers, where there are strip clubs, <laughs> essentially, I bet he balls the, in Atlanta. Yeah, uh, well, no, 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 he no, doesn't no. do good. It, it, oh, was, he doesn't it was the do opposite. Good. Oh, he doesn't the, do as well. The better gotcha. and more, the more strip clubs and, and strip clubs that had better ratings <laughs> in those cities, he performed worse in. So that's so like, what, so like, like, that's why he comes to like, Charlotte and drops sixty on us because we have I don't even know. Onyx ain't that bad though. Onyx is a, I haven't been to Onyx in like a decade. I, I went down these about a few years back. It's not that bad. So, well, but that's it. What I else we got? I've never, never been in any strip clubs before, so I wouldn't know. Oh, okay. Jamal's yeah. a gentleman. Yes. yes. Yeah, never. <laughs> what are those things called? Yes. So, uh, so yeah, interesting. So, there you go, okay, Charlotte. Jamal. If we want to be more competitive, more strip clubs so that guys like James Harden come and play terribly that's and it. We'll win more home games. That's it. Rodney, invite him to Onyx, man. See if he come no, out I'm with married. you. I'm married. I'll go by myself. All right, cool. <laughs> I'm too broke to go to strip clubs. Uh, yeah, so, um, I like giving away free money. Yes. You know what else I'm too broke to go to? The mall. Uh, particularly Concord, Concord Mills. Mills. So we're gonna this is this is gonna be a serious topic actually. <laughs> so as we know that uh, a few weeks ago a thirteen year old girl was killed yeah. um in in a shooting at Concord Mills. And just I read this just this morning actually. <clears throat> uh three young men were seen on surveillance cameras robbing and beating up people in the parking lot um in broad daylight, three PM Yesterday, is Concord Mills going to be a new Eastland Mall? It appears that way. Uh, no, because they won't let it be Eastland Mall. Explain, expound. So, Eastland was an area that uh, what changed? It changed a lot. <laughs> it was more upper middle class uh, Caucasian folk, right? And then, uh, as those middle class Caucasian folks died out, it got replaced by renters. Mm-hmm. Section eight, section eight, and more Hispanic things, mm-hmm. and so the element changed, and they were like, ah, "Everything's going to the suburbs now. Ah, we got Concord Mills now. We, we're planning to build Northlake, so 
let we, it go to hell. Right. And so and that's exactly what they did to East Lamar. They let it go to hell. It was, it, it was nothing wrong with it. Well, the, I, I think that there are some elements that bear responsibility about what happened to East Lamar. You can't shoot people in the food court. Well, that, that is, yeah, you know, then, and, then there's that. And and have that kind of thing go on. But I agree with you, Rodney. They're not going to, for those who don't know, Concord Mills is riding the heart of NASCAR land. <laughs> I love NASCAR. <laughs> when the race riding is. Riding the heart of Cabarrus yeah, County. Literally, uh, like, uh, not even a quarter mile from Z-Max in the Charlotte Motor Speedway. <clears throat> no, of course no. not. So, you. Have, have, have you guys been to Concord Mill? You, you see everything that they built around it? Oh, yeah. It's overload. Hey. It's I, overload. Hey, bet y'all guys, bet you didn't notice. Did you know that Concord Mills is actually like a top tourist attraction in the southeast region? Wow. Yeah. It's, large, it's the largest mall in, in the state. I don't know about in southeast the southeast region. region. It's one of the largest ones. It is considered a very, it is considered a pretty big tourist attraction. I mean, it is, it's a really nice, yeah. it's a nice mall. It, got, it they really got an is, aquarium man. and got, nice movie theater. Yeah. It's, it's nice. You, it just, <clears throat> you might get shot. You might get shot. <laughs> wow, wow, Wes. Yeah, but, it's, it, so is that just indicative? Of, we're, we're picking on Concord Mills right now, but, <clears throat> you know, we're only 10 minutes from North Lake right. where we are right now. And if we call a few years ago, North Lake was the place where you might get shot. Is this just how Charlotte is now? Hey man, um, it, 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 it is is the penalty for growth. It's yeah, the simple way to put it, much. man. Charlotte is is growing like crazy, and I'm, I'm not blaming transplants. I don't want people to get mad at me, but the truth is there are a lot of transplants who come to Charlotte, and this is the result. You you get what you get, man. And it's gentrification too has a piece to do with it too. I could see that because uh, people are. You're displacing people, spreading out, getting whole new turf and new and, and new situations and stuff like that. And things happen. Interesting point. Kaiser, you can speak to this. Remember back in the day in Charlotte, like you knew where not to where go. Where not to go. You knew, hey man, this neighborhood is dangerous. Hey so man, I got, I'm going to a party and pee my courts. No, oh, no, no, we're not going no, there. We're not going there. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Hey man, I got, hey man, I got an aunt in Greer Town. Want to roll? No, <laughs> no, no, I'm not, not going. Not. Or Charleston was like, oh, I'm going somewhere around these streets. No, uh, like, no, no, straight, no, no. <laughs> yeah. But the point I'm trying to make is that Charlotte is spreading out and it's growing so much. We don't, what's the bad place now? Like, That's it, true, yeah. We, we, there, there might not be the bad place to go because it seems like it's happening everywhere. everywhere. You get what I'm saying? And that's what gentrification does. It just spreads out and it's just like, ah, there is no bad part. There is no good part. It's just... Charlatans, we gotta take better care of each other. Really, man. Seriously, and, I, and we really that somebody that the youth have to be our focal point. Somebody has to start reaching these kids that are under twenty one years old. Because I say that because I hate to say it, just like every instance, it's almost like every time it is somebody under twenty one. It's it's some kids, some bored kids walking around the mall with nothing else to do yeah. but rob people and, and cause trouble. Man, take care of your kids. Take care of your kids, parents. Talk to him. Seriously. If I punch your kids, don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me. Oh, yeah. If you roll up on me in the Concord Mills parking lot, you, actually, you'd be lucky if all you get is punched. <laughs> so, hey, I need a record deal, too. Uh, did I say that? Oh, wow. Did I wow. say that? Wow. We, we just... <laughs> well, wow. we lost a fan. Oh, we, lost right. <laughs> <laughs> we lost some fans. We lost some followers on Dang. that one. Oh, wow. oh, Look wow. at the baby. <laughs> Look at the baby. <laughs> Hey, you got hey, you got to defend yourself in these Charlotte streets. It's got crazy. to, man. So, all right, 
That's going to take us into our shout outs. Ronnie, you got anybody you want to shout out or shout at? I know it's a big, big day for you Tuesday. Yeah, man. Monday. This is it my, oh, Monday. That's Monday. That's right. That's uh, tomorrow, shout right. out to my sister. Well, Tuesday could be a big day depending on how Monday night yeah. works out. So. Shout out to my sister uh, and my cousin going to New Orleans tonight. Okay. Uh, safe, which is why safe. you got us in here already today. And I'm going to have fun. I'm going to party. I'm going to drink. I'm going to be with my, with my Clemson brethren. And we're going to have a good time. And uh, I'm going to give a shout out to somebody special too. Little Bootsy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Little Boosie. Little Boosie has beaten six murder charges. <laughs> That's a record. Yeah. That's got to be He has beaten kidney disease. Got a new kidney. Liver, whatever. He is conquering diabetes. He's not scared of you, Kappa's coming at you. No. <laughs> He's not scared at all. I guarantee you he ain't scared. You, you, you're not going to tell him to take off the shirt. He don't care. He's living his best life. Leave him alone. It's, it's it's to me it's not that serious. And, and what'd you say about the military? Yeah, Casman wearing military fatigues for thirty something years. Right. <laughs> ain't no one ever rolled Round up on mob deep like, hey man, <laughs> take that off, <laughs> take them BDUs off, kid. Yeah, that's not happening. So, all right, you done? I'm done. All right. Um, first of all, want to shout out my cousin who's behind the camera today. Yeah, yeah. We, we got somebody in the studio audience, and we put them to work. That's how we do it around that's the construction. A, that's how we. Have that's to how do we do it. Rule for the light skin people. Yeah. <laughs> you come watch us. We putting you to work. Nah, but um, got one aside to my cousin, man. The rest of my Darby family. I uh, also want to shout out somebody. We have a new person on the team. He's not in front of the camera, but he is a part of the under construction team. So I want to give a shout out to Jamal Cowan. We hope to have him on soon. Hey. Yeah, so shout out to Jamal. Um, other than that, man, just shout out to Charlotte in general, man. And shout out to our fans who keep supporting us. Absolutely. Um, just uh, Charlotteans, we got to do better. There's a lot of reasons that uh you know things are wrong with our city yeah it is up to us to change those things um we we have to recognize not where the blame lies but what the root mm. of these issues is and start holding and people accountable exactly hold the people that have, especially our leaders and especially. not yeah and not just our city politicians but our community leaders if your community doesn't have a leader then become a leader right you got to be it's the, free exactly it don't yep. cost any money yep be the change <laughs> that you that you want to see so, um, and we'll do our part too. So, um, so meet me just halfway on that. Show. Um, and then also, if you are interested in being a contributor to the under construction, yes. we need writers. Y'all. We're looking Writer, for writers. Send your draft to me. I will accept it or send suggestions to you. We give you credit and you'll be a part of the unofficial team. Right. Absolutely. So. And one more thing, y'all. Can we please get somebody other than the damn Hurricanes and win the game around here, man? Please, yes. Somebody win. Shout out to them. By hey, the way, man. they had hey, a man. real... I don't know if you guys saw the game. That rule on the press conference. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Hurricanes had a really, really exciting win the other night in their Hartford Whalers throwback jerseys. <clears throat> um, Hartford, Connecticut represent. Yeah, uh, yeah. Really, really good game. So, uh, big up to them. They, they look like the real deal. Maybe some of that will rub off, you know. Hey man, you you you're not gonna say a word about Clemson beating the Tar Heels yesterday? No, nothing. <laughs> oh, nothing, oh nothing from you. Oh, you just had to bring it up. Yeah. Had to bring it up. Sorry, yesterday, everybody. Yesterday, I'm sorry, everybody. Yesterday, <laughs> the streak ended. The curse is broken. The Tar Heels are broken. 
You can't beat us on the football field or the basketball. Court. I hope Vince ain't watching. He's we know Vince, Vince gonna watch this. Vince, Sam Howell is not better than Trevor Lawrence. Your, your, oh, well, okay. your, 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 your UNC basketball team isn't better than the Clemson Tigers. Thank you for joining under construction. Hey, how many basketball championships y'all got? Oh, well, then there's that. Football's the moneymaker. <laughs> Thank you for watching under construction. They ain't been good since Horace Grant. <laughs> yeah. Have a wonderful day. We've Peace. been to the tournament. Peace Take out, care y'all. of each other. Love y'all. Peace out, y'all. This is like, why you do that, man? <laughs>